0: American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Oh, okay. So
1: now
2: I'm obsessed with time.
0: Welcome to another episode of American, American Timelines. Time. I'm Amy and that's Joe.
3: Yes, and we are back with some guests, are some of our favorite guests of all time, are probably the most, obviously now the most frequent guests we've ever had. That's right, the Scottish guys are back. Woo! Daniel and Nathaniel from Who the Fuck Is. Hi, guys. Hey.
4: Hello, hello. How are doing?
3: I'm telling you guys, you guys are getting some really big fans over here in America. I was telling a buddy of mine, I was like, hey, uh, i got to get with you later because I'm recording uh, American Timelines with the Scottish guys today. And he was like, the Scottish guys? I love the Scottish guys. Those guys are hilarious. I've been <laughs> and my and my buddy Dan was saying, I lis- I've been listening to their podcast too now because uh, we love those guys so much, so... Fucking um, brilliant! So the, Fantastic! So the plan good, is working. Yeah. Blind yeah. Stadium. Well, <laughs> <listeners>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: well, the thing is, we we just we love coming on this because you because you guys are great and it's, it's great to just get drunk and talk about history and all. <laughs> That's that. right. It's so fun. Yeah,
0: we
1: really we really represent the stereotypes of Scotland in that we always get shitfaced. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's awesome. That's why we love you. That's right. And, I mean, if the, what the listeners don't know. Is a lot of times we'll spend hours before we record and hours after we record just bullshitting, uh, which yeah. makes me think. By the way, I'm gonna have to pull you aside and just uh, I want to do a just a YouTube video, like a YouTube channel or something of just us bullshitting and just record it, throw it up, and just see if anybody cares. Like it'll just be round robin oh, questions. Like we'll ask you questions about Scotland, you ask us about America. And we'll just go go go. That'll be fun. So, yeah, this is it's,
4: yeah. it's it's this is definitely leading up to. There's gonna be a a joint podcast in the future. I can just oh, feel yeah. it. I'll feel, yeah. feel it in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
3: So so since we got a lot to cover, we're going to jump right in. Uh, so you can listen to Daniel Nathaniel's podcast, Who the Fuck Is, uh, on Spotify yes. and anywhere else. But I usually get it on Spotify. But it's everywhere now, right, guys? i the
1: place to find it. Hey, is it yeah. a few places?
4: I mean, I've not heard back from iHeartRadio. Yeah, which um, which I'm thoroughly upset I mean, come because on. big, big, come on. big fan oh, yeah, of
1: iHeartRadio. Yeah. yeah, I we think you gotta have, you have, like, to have a certain amount yeah. of
4: episodes. I think, don't you? Uh but I'll
3: you guys got it. a bunch now, so I think I think you only need to have yeah. twenty or something. We're
4: on our we're yeah. on our fourth season now. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it finished it's...
1: a long time ago. Really. <laughs> Yeah, but
4: what... no, we're we're still going. Yeah, we're we're talking about Viola Davis now, uh, or oh, Viola neat. Davis, as we as we mispronounce it. Yeah. In the, in the, <laughs> that's but hilarious. Yeah, yeah, so we've it was, yeah we've basically started calling her Voila Davis now. Um, so check these guys out. We'll,
3: we'll put a link to their podcast in our description, so you can click on wherever you're listening to this. Click on that, and you can go get their their page. Some mm, of that,
4: awesome. but yeah, and we, we were ta- we were talking about this on our. Episode that we recorded, fuck, was it two two days ago, Nathan? That, oh yeah, that Me and we, our
1: first two person podcast, yeah,
4: yeah, because John is is not here because John got his COVID vaccination yeah, a John's couple of days dead. ago. Oh he did. Oh, oh no, 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 no no no, John's dead. Yeah, we <laughs> no, killed him off. No, we we, we, we killed him off. Uh, <laughs> but off we, sure. we 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 were talking about how we like you talked about how you guys have got a hater and I really want our podcast to have a hater now. I really uh, want someone to care that much about what we do with our lives, that they will message us and tell us how shit they think we are. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I, I just really want that. Yeah. How, how, is that guy, is that guy still, still fucking with you guys? No,
0: no, that was just the one time.
3: No, one time on one, he was on Castbox. He was like a guy that was on the cast box app. Uh, and so I've never seen that guy. It's just one—he—he he was mad one time, and it was hysterical. What, was what,
4: what what's his, what's his name again? Brent Nelson. <laughs> Brent
3: Nelson. Yeah. Brent, Brent Nelson, Nelson is isn't a
0: fan I, of Joe. Fuck yourself. The guy hates yeah, my fuck guts. Fuck off, Brent Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into 1952. Yeah. So we get into
3: 1952. So we're gonna finish
0: up December,
3: uh,
5: and the,
3: we got a little bit in December. And then these guys, as we do when we bring the Scottish fellows on, they have some general 1952 things that didn't happen in america uh hopefully scotland or something like that we'll see they're gonna surprise us um so we're gonna finish up december now Mm -hmm. let's jump right back in and i have something i don't this is all news to me i did not know about this monday december 1st the new york daily news reports the news of christine jorgensen you guys know who christine jorgensen is you ever heard of this name
0: i've heard it but i I, I
3: don't know why (laughs) The news of Christine Jorgensen, the first notable case of sexual reassignment surgery in the United States. Yeah. In 1952. So I was blown away by this. Wow. And this is really surprising. I had no idea this happened. So she was an American transgender woman who was the first person to become widely known in the U.S. for having sexual reassignment surgery. She grew up in the Bronx. New York City later described herself as having been a frail, blonde, introverted little boy who ran from fistfights and rough-and-tumble games.
0: Aw, poor kid.
3: Shortly after graduating from high school in 1945, she was drafted in the U.S. Army during World War II.
0: Oh, wow. That At- must have been hard.
3: Yeah. After her military oh, service, she attended several schools and worked. and It was during this time she learned about sexual reassignment surgery. Which it blows my mind that this was even yes. possible in 1952.
4: 1952. Yeah. That's 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 amazing. because like, it's, yeah. it's yeah, maybe yeah, only in believe. the last sort of the last sort of like 15 years that it's become like, um, I guess accepted. But yeah, 1952. Yeah. But, yeah, but
1: 1952.
4: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, brilliant. So, she traveled to Europe
3: and Cop- Copenhagen, Denmark. She obtained special permission to undergo a series of operations starting in 1952, returned to the United States in the early 50s, and her transition was the subject of New York Daily News' front page story. She became an instant celebrity. Known for her directness and polished wit, she used the the platform to advocate for transgender people. She also worked as an actress and a nightclub entertainer and recorded several songs. Uh, She often lectured on the experience of being transgender and published an autobiography in 1967. So in the '70s and stuff, she would go speak to places and just kind of, kind of let people know. Um, so I guess she began what, taking. What,
1: that must have been uh, fucking rough for When were the Stonewall riots? Like the '70s.
3: The '70s.
1: 69? '70s. Yeah. Well, I think. I, when I read Why, this, so I read up
3: on her a little bit. It seemed like generally she was kind of accepted. Like they were all kind of like everyone was so fascinated, and she was really beautiful. So that was part of the thing. She was yeah. like a beauty queen. So everyone was just, I think it was their first even, nobody even thought of this before. So maybe that's why it was so, like, I just assumed right away she'd be like yeah. hated and destroyed. But I guess after a while she did get some some guff and stuff. But um, generally she had a, this amazing career. She did try to get married a little bit later, mm-hmm. uh, but she was unable to. She had to call off the wedding because her birth certificate said she was male so they would it was illegal for her to get married then Um, yeah it's kind of shitty Um, yeah but um so yeah so that i mean that's pretty cool but there was the new york daily news did falsely report her as the first ever transgender transsexual like transsexual surgery reassignment surgery but germany was performing these surgeries since the 30s so it was incorrect like She's not the first, just Jesus. the first American. Yeah, it's the 30s. I can't you know, believe
1: what, it. The, 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 the film The Danish Girls" about, isn't that the, about uh, Eddie? Yeah,
4: Ray, well, um, yeah, he's, he's playing, uh, what's the artist called? Gerda uh, Ve- Wegener um, asked her husband Einar to pose as a female model for painting. Um, and then Einar realized, Einar, who was an artist himself, realized that he was a uh, he was trans. Oh. All
0: right. And this was in uh,
4: 1882. He was born in 1882 and died in 1931. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she,
1: she, she, yes,
4: she, she was. She, yes, she was one of the early recipients of sex reassignment surgery. That's, it was 1930 that she transitioned. Wow. Isn't
3: that crazy? I never would have guessed that.
4: Yeah. It's, well, well because, yeah, she, she yeah. died well, she died in the Weimar Republic so that, so Germany. Yeah. So yeah. that I'd imagine that's where it would have that's where she would have uh, got the surgery.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, so that that was that was Christine Jorgensen. There's Very... a lot more. If you look her up on even on Wikipedia you can find a lot more. It was r- mm-hmm. really interesting and and it's great. I mean
0: Well, it's hard. You know. know, she probably was still a punchline
3: yeah, I'm sure people made fun of it, and whatever. you know,
0: because that was how it was mm-hmm. forever.
3: Yeah, but a very important person as far as history, uh, you know, history of transgender rights mm-hmm. and standing up for people and, and kind of like knocking down the uh, stigma or yeah, just getting people used to the idea, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had no idea she existed or that that was early as 52. I'm I'm amazed, and then we, that brings us to December 5th It was a Friday. When the killer fogs begin oh. in London, England, oh, S- oh yes, smog becomes cool. a word what? at this point. <laughs> the first time smog was coined, that's why I figured one of you guys would talk about this because I, I never heard of this, but I thought maybe this is famous where you guys are. But over four thousand people died. It was a period of unusually cold weather in London, combined with an anticyclone and windless conditions. It collected airborne pollutants, mostly arising from the use of coal to form a thick layer of smog over the city. It lasted from Friday, December 5th, to Tuesday, December 9th, 1952, then dispersed quickly when the weather changed. This ended up leading to Parliament passing the first Clean Air Act in
0: 1956. Oh, yeah, because uh, in, mm-hmm. in London, the, the air well, the was probably awful. Uh, right.
3: Government medical it's reports. A yes. <laughs> I was figuring yeah. Bob Cratchit. You know, everybody's like burning coal. Well, that stuff. was a little bit <laughs>
0: earlier than yeah, that. Come on,
4: Timmy,
3: you're on the
5: Friday. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> government medical reports in the weeks following the event estimated that up to four thousand people had died as a direct result of the smog, and a hundred thousand more were made ill by the smog's effects on the human respiratory tract. Uh, most re- more mm-hmm. recent research, however, suggested that the total number of fatalities may have been considerably greater with estimates of between 10,000 and 12,000
5: deaths. Mm. Just
3: they think,
4: think a lot people of un- people were because it was this like really really thick fog like you couldn't see like a meter in front of you. So, wow. I know people were like a lot of people were hit by cars. Um oh my god. Because if you imagine London is such a yeah. busy city and it still yeah. has yeah. to function day to day. Um I I know like, I, I find out about the smog watching. Have you guys ever watched The Crown?
0: No, I have no. not. I want to, I've want. i been wanting to. I have not been yeah, wanting so,
4: to. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah
3: it's...
1: I agree with you there. <laughs> I don't give a
3: shit about royalty at all. Like, I just can't. Neither, yeah. neither do I. But I, like
4: good, I like good performances. Okay. And there's plenty of good performances in yeah. The Crown. But yeah, 1952, because th- that was the and if you think that was the the queen's first year as the queen the our current oh well, really oh yeah the current right, yeah, monarch elizabeth, elizabeth yeah. the second yeah yeah february she was she was uh, made made queen so do you
3: really uh, I, think is she real, or is, she, is it a robot at this point? Like, how was she still alive? Oh, ah, yeah, fuck Well, just, well, they like, finally, together. they <laughs>
4: finally killed off Philip this year. Yeah, yeah. They finally <laughs> decided to, to retire. Him. Took his heart, <laughs> he put it in Queen Elizabeth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got got her don't, don't, up, kept it going.
4: There's a genuine because uh, a couple of years ago Prince Philip retired for. I say retired. Really, what did they do? Turn up and fucking pull curtains and (laughs) cut ribbon. Yeah, Um, So he he retired from being a full-time royal. Um, Oh, yeah. Now, he was the only one that I thought was kind of funny because he did say that he was the best curtain... uh, He was the best curtain puller in the world. (laughs) uh, Because he did it for fucking everything. Yeah. Um, But there's, like, a conspiracy because he, a couple of years before he died, he, like, retired from royal duties. And there's people who think that he it was actually because he died and they basically stuffed his body and then carted him out occasionally
0: oh my god um, like weekend at bernie's ha. yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and
4: and they'd like frankenstein kept him, the prince <laughs> and they basically like kept him on ice for like four fucking years oh um which doesn't match up because he got caught for he got caught like speeding a couple of years ago he cut because uh I don't think. I think the royals. I know the queen doesn't need a driving license. Really? Oh really? So, yeah, she because she's the queen. Well, she, she's never she going to drive. Yeah. Right. Does she drive no, herself she, around? They,
5: they,
3: yeah, yeah. She they all does?
4: they all have ra- they all have like uh, Land Rovers. She
3: drives um, herself. I would assume somebody yeah, just drives well, her everywhere
4: no people do drive it everywhere but when she's uh, the queen has an estate she needs up to in... down the shops and she <laughs> jumps in the land she transport. needs to go and get a pint of milk uh, but yeah <laughs> the we'll a... <laughs> <laughs> i'll take i'll take 20 benches and hedges while i'm at it. <laughs> <laughs> 75 but, yeah. of Glades if you wouldn't mind <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll take, and I'll take two of these scratch cards as well <laughs> I love it when the Queen That's talks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she's got a, she's got an estate up in Scotland called Balmoral mm-hmm. um, and it's mm-hmm. fucking huge and they all go hunting and stuff like that so I think she drives her Land Rover about there but Philip I think Philip was in a car crash in his Land Rover because he's yeah. He was basically he's he's older than like sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. he—and he, and he crashed his car into someone.
0: Oh my god.
4: Uh
3: All right, yeah. that'll bring us to December 6th and we're going to have to cue the music cuz we have our first birthday. Amy Amy hates birthday. Amy
2: hates <laughs> birthday. <Right. 8's>.
3: Yep. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I knew they would sing it. That was great.
3: So our first birthday uh, of December, uh, as a teenager, Craig Newmark, Craig Newmark was born. Who is
0: Craig Newmark?
3: Well, you'll see if you can guess. As a teenager, Craig Newmark attended Morristown High School where he became interested in physics. He wore taped together black rimmed glasses and a pocket protector. In an interview, he described his high school self as possible nerd patient zero, and then later uh, in life, uh, during his freshman year of college, he began studying computer science. Craig earned a bachelor's of science and master of science degrees in computing and information sciences from Case Western Reserve University in 1975 and 1977, What is he, just some,
0: somebody that invented...
4: He's the founder of Craigslist.
0: Oh God!
4: Oh. Yes. The, uh, and, now, and now people use it to have casual sex. That's right. Yeah. Find Thank a plug yep. for That's their weed. Craig. He was. Thank you, Craig. He has well a kid, he likes science fiction and comic
3: books. His mother was a bookkeeper. His father was an ins- a meat salesman.
1: <laughs> Are we done? A um, oh, well, um, so um, meat salesman. <laughs> he goes
0: door to door. Meat salesman. But his raw meat. Yeah, like like he's like he's
4: selling fucking hoovers. I know, right? He's not, is, is that what they had in the 50s? They didn't have double glazing salesmen. They had meat salesmen. Just meat
3: salesmen out of the back of his car. Mm. But the thing is, though, he... So this guy's super rich, right? He's a millionaire. He sold Craigslist a while ago. He's got tons of money, but he still flies commercial and he does not own a car because he prefers to use public transportation.
0: Well, good for him. Can you
3: believe that? Yeah. Yep. At least Craigslist. It's, it, like, I, I kind of like Craig.
4: that. I mean, like, it, like rich fucks that are still like kind of down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: They said for years Joe lost... Biden. Joe Biden rides the train, like public transportation. Not anymore, mm-hmm. I'm sure, but for a long time he did. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, most rich people are like completely out of touch. I mean, yeah. all we need to do is look at. Uh, during the pandemic, oh like my god, the, when all the celebrities sung "Imagine," yeah,
5: yeah,
0: yeah, or yes. Jeff Bezos what? and uh, the other guy trying to go to space right now.
3: Yeah, that Gal Gadot, Ian that. Mo- Elon Musk, or whatever well, Gal his Gadot name is, did that. Imagined. Yeah, e- was e- like, Elon Musk. They like all got together, and then well, and who was the was it the Kardashian that like? I just we we were we were t- we had enough, so we. All my closest friends. We flew to a private island for the pandemic. Oh, would it uh, be? Ke-
4: yeah. It would be. I think it was probably Kendall Jenner.
3: Maybe it was the Jenner. She, yeah, she was like. She
4: always has these sort of um, uh, con- uh, controversies because she was the one that she was in a a Pepsi commercial a couple of years back. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was like. Um, was that the Pepsi it was
1: commercial like, where they were try, like, trying to unite the world or something? Yeah, yes, right. The, it yeah. Was like right. It was like mirroring the Black Lives Matter
4: protests, and it was like, oh, yes, here, no. we're, it, were, it were right. able to seal the divide between protesters and police through uh, a drink that will just kill you. Just drink Pepsi. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> drink, Everybody drink, loves drink, Pepsi. Drink Pepsi and all your problems will In be a, fucking a solved. super Pepsi rich lady sold. that's yes. never
3: been on the front lines of any protest. But yeah, that was yeah, the thing and then was like,
4: you, you hear shit yeah. about like Kylie Jenner saying that she's the youngest self made billionaire. Yeah, right. Self made my fucking eye. Oh I know. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. She, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like our fucking yeah. dad was an Olympian and our mum's a fucking socialite. Yeah. It's, right. it's ridiculous. And
3: the uh, times are so the self-made. the pandemic was just so rough on them that they you know, they wanted to mm. uh, just get away. And just go to a private island.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move yeah, on. They just, had to all right. sell
1: their 15th house and then move. Away. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so
3: we're moving on to Monday, December 8th, 1952. The first TV acknowledgement of pregnancy. Oh. You know, TV is pretty new. It was an I Love Lucy episode titled Lucy is Incentia- Inciente. TV's first pregnant character. But the script, the script didn't use the word pregnant one time because... Yeah. So Lucy had to famously dance around saying the word pregnant uh, because CBS deemed the word pregnant too vulgar to air.
0: Isn't
1: That's that stupid. awful? Hence the French did word they for pregnant. Ego is prego. The
0: stupid col- the stupid puritanical, puritanical society.
3: society that started up in yeah, the United what,
1: States, yeah.
4: Did they use like any euphemisms like what some words like a bun some in some the American oven? And, yeah, is yeah. that yeah. your guys' most like Yeah, a lot of it, people will say you have
0: a bun you in the oven. Up I'm sure
3: they didn't say knocked up, but like um,
1: <laughs> knocked up, Lucy <laughs> with child. But
3: yeah, so I don't—I didn't even know this was. Did a thing someone
1: shoot that. a child
4: into you, Lucy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's like that's publicly, any better.
3: Oh. Yeah, they can't say they were pregnant, but they can talk. Just they can graphically describe the jizz. Inside no, of her, they you know, don't.
4: Like, yeah, and they can. And they uh, <laughs> no, don't. You, you just got railed, Lucy. Didn't <laughs> <you? And> Lucy <laughs> got
3: railed by a penis. Oh, my God. (laughs) And she became with child. All right. He injected
1: his man juice into it.
3: They can say that, but can't say pregnant.
1: Yeah, that's terrible. Anyway.
3: And now that brings us to Amy has something to share on Friday, December 12th, 1952. Yes. What you got for us?
0: Yes. I'm going to talk. Take it away. I'm going to talk about the English serial killer John Reginald Christie. Are you guys familiar Ooh. at all?
3: You guys know this guy? I am not. Okay. I do not know. Oh, we totally I was you guys worried
0: were... you would be like experts and everything like when I would tell it you'd be like no, that's not right.
1: Oh no, we're we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: why they fit in so well with us, idiots.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: my source, my main source uh, biography.com.
3: Okay, biography.com, that's it's Basically very an article easy. from yeah. biography.com. All right, it's one article. All
0: right. And Wikipedia, and I watched a video.
3: You watched a video. Yep.
0: What was the video? It was on YouTube. I don't know.
4: Oh. Okay.
0: All right. It was just for my own knowledge. You know how you need to have a like yeah, a okay, backup extra
4: knowledge. Yeah, you just want to get multiple sources. Do you yeah. want to get a second yes, opinion. Yes, correct. Yeah. No, it's, it's smart research, Amy. But we're just not going to cite. I that don't know if anybody would ever say smart
0: research. Is. My my research has never ours is <laughs> called half ass
3: It's called research. copy
0: and paste. Okay, nice. John Reginald Halliday Christie was oh, okay. born in Yorkshire, England, in 1898.
3: Yorkshire, Yorkshire,
4: Yorkshire is that Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Yorkshire? Come from Yorkshire. Yorkshire dales. Yorkshire. Was he? Is this the Yorkshire Ripper?
0: Yes, I think.
4: Oh, I know! I know that name.
0: Hold on. I'm going to do, double check that it's the same because my sources. Hold on.
3: You want me to Google
4: it? All these
0: sources. Yeah,
4: <laughs> the I know, yeah, know that.
0: Let's see. No, it's not. Peter Sutcliffe was uh, the Yorkshire uh, okay. Ripper.
4: Right. Uh, That's okay. why I
0: didn't ever read that anywhere. Okay. He grew up in a household largely dominated by his disciplinarian father and his overprotective mother and sisters. Okay. And he grew up to be a sexually dysfunctional, control-obsessed hypochondriac with an inherent dislike of women.
3: That sounds like uh, someone sounds we like know. A, what? No, really that kidding. sounds basi- like
4: basically every serial <laughs> yeah. killer ever. Right. Well, yeah, right. It's the, <laughs> the incel. It sounds like an incel.
0: So he left school at 15. Mm. Okay. During World War One, he served as a signalman. He was involved in a mustard gas attack that he claimed blinded him temporarily, and caused hysterical muteness that lasted over three years.
3: Hysterical muteness?
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Although, as in, like it wasn't real muteness, or is he just psychological, or is it like just
3: really funny yeah. that that guy can't talk?
0: No, it's like it's psychological <laughs> that he can't talk. Oh, okay. And but some people said that they thought that was a means to gain attention; that he was faking it. It could have been. His earlier sexual dysfunction and control issues precluded any normal sexual relations, and he started to frequent sex workers from the age of 19. Uh, But this muteness did did not prevent his marriage in 1920 to Ethel Simpson Waddington.
3: So he married, he got married, he found someone and got married without speaking to that person. that's right. Wow.
0: Um, Yes. Now that's game. But yeah, his sic-
3: that he- is game, yeah. That is game. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, his- he's paying for sex from everyone else. Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
0: His sexual difficulties.
5: All
3: right,
0: his sexual difficulties remained. <laughs> his visits to sex workers continued regularly into his marriage. Oh, okay. Um, he then he became a postman, and he was sent to prison uh, for yeah, three months yeah. for stealing postal orders. Two years later, he was put on probation for violent behavior. He also left Ethel around this time and moved to London, leaving her to support herself in Sheffield.
4: Oh.
0: Okay. Then he eight, turns 29. He and he's back in prison on theft charges. All this has
4: happened before, he, before the age of 29? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and he spent nine months he's incarcerated before moving in with a sex worker. Then a further six months inside for assaulting her. Oh. He was also oh, yeah. suspected of other assaults on women, but no charges were brought. A further spell in prison for car theft followed that, after which he asked estranged wife, Ethel, to come and live with him in London, which she did oh, in she 1933. Came back. She just can't
3: get enough of this guy. It's sexual dysfunction and sick. hatred of women. This mute sexual <laughs> deviant.
4: Yeah, yeah, really. Can't get enough of that guy. <laughs> She just wants to try and get him to fucking talk. That's That's what she wants. I think he was talking by this
0: time. I can change him. I can (laughs) can do it. The visits to sex workers to relieve his violent sexual urges continued, which by now also included elements of necrophilia, and these urges intensified over the next decade.
3: Necrophilia?
0: Christy and Ethel moved to 10 Rillington Place in 1938.
3: Do you guys know where that is?
0: Like they know it's Wait, what? a street.
3: You guys know where ten Rillington places you've been there? Underwater.
0: Oh
4: yeah, I, the, I, I, I didn't it's it's Europe? I lived, I lived there when I when I was When I I, I, I I grew I grew up in oh no we in London now. Oh yeah, I I lived there when I was young. <laughs> there you a go. go, London Michael, boy. Michael Caine's coming. Marco <laughs> Marco Cain. <laughs> so,
0: Christie's first known victim was killed sometime in 1943. Oh, Ruth First was a 21-year-old Austrian girl who was having an affair with Christie. When Wait, he
3: her name is Ruth First. Yes, and she was his first first
0: victim, but spelled different.
3: Oh, Ruth First, <laughs> crazy. Um, and the second happened to be Jim Second.
0: So she was; ha- they were having a relationship, <laughs> and oh, then okay. he I- impulsively strangled her during sex. Ooh, and then he buried her in the communal garden at Rillington Place.
3: I wonder if it was like exciting at first for her and then later like, oh, wait, no, this isn't fun. Yeah, I
4: don't what know. A dumb, what a dumb this place to bury her as well. I know. But, you mean he, he buried her in the garden that everyone fucking goes to. Uh, right, but he, <laughs> exactly. He planted
1: petunias on top of the graves, which just looked like a new flower. Bed. <laughs> right, it probably
0: did. Really? So he, was, he loved the power thrill that the death of his victims had afforded. So he took great care in planning his next attack on 32-year-old neighbor Muriel Eadie. Uh
5: oh.
3: This was
0: on November 8th, 1944.
3: Oh, the same day that the American submarine, the Growler, was sunk west of the Philippines by Japanese <laughs> warships?
0: <laughs> yes! That same day? Yes, that day. I knew you. Um, so that was gives you context.
4: <laughs>
0: you, the
4: Growler, is that. Just want to double check. Is Growler a euphemistic word for a vagina in the States? No. Oh, no. Is it there? Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love
3: it! No wonder you thought that was so funny. I was like, I didn't yeah, think that I, was that I, funny. I, I but growler is is that. A, that a growler sense. is a vagina. A growler here is a vessel for beer. We fill up our growlers uh, at. Yeah, he's laughing
4: at <laughs> sure his over, sure. he, over here, a growler is a vessel for something else. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so me saying we fill up
3: fill up our growlers uh, probably doesn't. Uh, you probably don't enjoy that. Like, where can I get my growler filled? <laughs> uh, <laughs> would be a, would
0: mean something quite yeah. different. Nobody will scholarly. laugh
3: here if you say, "Where can I get my right. growler filled?" Yeah. On yeah. November
0: eighth, yeah. yeah. nineteen forty four. Yeah, he invited her over, claiming to be able to cure a recurring chest ailment with a special inhaler, which actually contained carbon monoxide. Oh! Once she was rendered oh, unconscious, he strangled it's her been while been raping here. her, and she died during the process.
3: Oh Christ! So he he made. Uh, an inhaler with carbon, yeah. monox- carbon monoxide? Yes. Just and to kill somebody?
0: He put her in the back garden mm. next to the other girl.
3: Uh-oh. That garden better be big.
0: Okay. So then in 1948, yeah, no. Timothy Not Evans and his wife, Beryl, moved into Burlington Place. And soon, okay. Beryl gave birth to a baby girl, Geraldine. Oh, sweet. I bet that's a happy <laughs> ending
1: yeah i don't know about
0: this one uh, <laughs> evans had an iq well, of 70 right, just
3: ended happily now all right listen a, no more murders? Evan,
0: <laughs> he had an iq of <laughs> 70 who did the the uh, timothy evans oh timothy Evans, the guy right. that moved in right. with his wife and and the baby gotcha. um is that high or he, low that's low
4: that's really fucking that's low. really that's, low that's
0: mental retardation yes what they used to call mental retardation um So he uh, he was an impressionable man too, but he also had a violent temper. Uh His learning difficulties made it hard for him to hold a steady job. And when a year later, Beryl found herself pregnant again, she feared that they would not be able to support another child. Uh Oh. So Christie claimed that he had some knowledge of abortion, which was Uh illegal in the UK Uh at the time. Oh
1: God!
4: And
0: he offered to assist the couple. Beryl became Christie's third victim, incapacitated, strangled, and violated. She died on November 8th, 1948, as a result of his intervention.
3: She died the same day that Nathuram Godse read a 30,000-word statement in Indian court <laughs> confessing to the assassination right. of Mahatma Gandhi and explaining his motivation? <laughs> that same <Yes>. day? <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. That same day. Jesus
0: um, <laughs> He persuaded. And so he tells Evans, so the husband... He kills the girl, right? Yeah. He rapes her and he kills her and does all this stuff, and and Gandhi and buries her in the garden. <laughs> <Gandhi>. He tells.
4: <laughs> oh no, we want to preface it, that oh, Gandhi is there. Yeah, Gandhi's <laughs> dead. Yes,
1: Gandhi's Everyone's dead. Everyone's like, it seems like Ben Ben Kingsley did blackface for Gandhi, right? Was, was mm, kind of did he kind of kind of oh, yeah boy, yeah a, I yep. Don't... I think so. Oh, he say... bronzed. <laughs> bronzed.
3: bronze face. About? Is that what you call bronze face? Yeah. Bronze. Um, yeah, why doesn't he get more guff for that? So okay, he, tells, go ahead, go ahead.
0: he tells <laughs> Evans, the, the yep. husband, yep. that her death had resulted from septic poisoning from the various other abortion remedi- remedies that she had tried up until that point oh, and convinced him not to go to the police. Instead, he was dispatched alone to stay with his mother's sister in Wales with Christy claiming that he had found a young couple willing to look after baby Geraldine. Oh. She was never seen alive again. Oh,
5: no. Evan's oh, mother... God.
0: So then Evan's mother wants to know what's going on. She's yeah. puzzled by this mysterious disappearance of Beryl and the baby. Yeah, She confronts Evans, and on November 30th, unable to maintain a charade any longer, he went to the police in Wales. Wishing to protect Christy, he confessed to accidentally killing Beryl himself by giving her abortion pills and then disposing of her body in a sewer drain.
5: Oh.
3: So
0: the police investigated, and they didn't find anything. And not
3: They didn't find the body? So
0: Evan, No, because that's not what happened to her. Oh. And Evans was questioned more intensely a second time, at which time he changed his story and implicated Christy in Beryl's death. Oh. So they go and they search Rillington Place on December 2nd, 1949.
3: Oh, on the same day that Ron Raines was born, American actor known for the role of Alan Spaulding on Guiding Light, which we talked about that started 1952. <laughs> okay. That's the only thing I could find that day. Yeah. Who cares about that guy? There you
0: go. So he. Um, so they search, they refine the bodies of Beryl and baby Geraldine hidden in the wash house in the back garden. Oh. Geraldine, the baby, still had a man, man's tie wrapped around her neck. Ugh. Oh. Further questioning caused Evans to change his story a number of times, which included a confession to having strangled Beryl over mounting debts, but this may have been due to the limitations of his mental abilities and the strenuous police police interrogation. Christie was also questioned, but managed to convince police that he had no involvement, so they believed him.
3: So they think it was the other guy that did
0: With careful coaching from Christie, wife Ethel also corroborated his version. So, they put Timothy Evans on trial on January 11th, 1950.
3: Oh, the same day that The the Clock was on NBC, a suspense anthology series based on an ABC radio series. The half-hour series mostly consisted of original dramas concerning murder, mayhem, or insanity.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep. That day. And a Um, clock
3: is in every story. mm -hmm. There's a
5: clock.
0: So... They, he went on trial on that day and his ineffective defense team failed to follow up on a number of inconsistencies in the testimony offered by Christie and his wife. Mm-hmm. Indeed, Christie was a key witness for the prosecution, and his positive impression on the jury was instrumental in Evans being found guilty what Evans continued to maintain his innocence and attempted one appeal but he was hanged on March 9th 1950 Oh no oh, god Following the trial
4: that, that's why the death penalty is fucking stupid. That's
0: right you're yeah, right
1: Wrong people get
4: hanged mm-hmm.
0: Ugh. Yeah. So after the trial Christie's hypochondria grew steadily worse and he became depressed and lost a considerable uh, considerable amount of weight he lost his job at the post office and found it difficult to maintain a new job over the next few years. Around December 12, 1952...
3: Oh, the the day that on Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, Harriet decides to try a new hairstyle, but it doesn't go over well with the Nelson men. Ozzie gently tries to suggest he wants her to go back to the look he's used to on, on Ozzie and Harriet. That oh,
0: happened. Yep. Ozzie Osborne?
3: Uh, Ozzie and Harriet show. Yeah, I think it's starring...
0: Starring Ozzy Osbourne.
3: Uh, No, he wasn't born. He wasn't (laughs) alive. Ozzy
1: Osbourne himself. Yes.
3: Yes.
0: So around December twelfth, nineteen fifty-two, Ethel Christie disappeared mysteriously.
3: Ethel disappeared and
0: Christy told neighbors that she had gone back to Sheffield while relatives were told she had become too ill to communicate with them although oh, he no. continued to send gifts marked as coming from both of them Uh-oh. He had in fact strangled Ethel and placed her body under the floorboards in the parlor Ugh. Christy also began oh. treating the house with strong disinfectants when neighbors remarked on the increasingly bad odors that were coming from Christie's house oh, no. Christie's next victim was 25 year old Rita Nelson a pregnant sex worker who was persuaded by Christie that he could assist her with an abortion. It worked before. I might as well try it again. Ugh. And who suffered the Ugh. same fate as Beryl Evans on January nineteenth, 1953.
3: Ah, oh, the same day that Mark Saber was on. Inspector Saber was an Englishman who was a policeman on a big city U.S. police department, assisted by his loyal but thick-headed assistant, Sergeant Maloney, in solving difficult crimes.
0: All right. Yes. Mark
3: Saber. I never knew heard of that show. <laughs>
0: So um, her body was placed in an alcove that existed behind the cupboard in the kitchen.
3: So he's got two Somebody, two dead bodies, kind of three. He's in got his house three now. in
0: the mm-hmm. garden, one on the floor, and one in the. Yeah, the garden wall. ones have
3: been found already, right? Right, so those are gone. Yeah. But now inside his house, he's now got he's got dead, three. Yeah, three dead bodies. So it's rotting.
0: Um, 26-year-old oh. Kathleen Maloney, another sex worker, was gassed, strangled, and raped in February 1953. Oh, she joined Nelson in the alcove behind the cupboard the next morning. Christy's final victim, 26-year-old Hectorina McLennan, was similarly gassed, strangled, and raped, then also stashed in the alcove. Christy then papered over the cupboard that concealed the alcove, but could do very little about the increasingly bad odor coming from the three de- decomposing bodies. He finally moved out of Rillington Place on March 20th, 1953. That's that's
3: the next move. You move out. You just move out. And leave those bodies
0: there. Leave those bodies there. And he defrauded the family who took up (laughs) residency. He took took three months' rent money from them when he was not authorized by the landlord, and they were forced to move out within 24 hours. Oh, man. So he defrauded them.
5: That's awful.
0: So then the flat's empty, right? Yeah. Another Rillington Place tenant was permitted by the landlord to use the kitchen. So he goes in there to use the kitchen and he, he um, finds the bodies. Yeah. He finds the bodies. Finds the bodies discovers mm-hmm. them concealed the concealed cupboard and the bodies and immediately notifies the police. So given the previous mm-hmm. murders that had been committed there, a thorough search was initiated, which revealed not only the three kitchen cupboard corpses I like that alliteration. Kitchen
3: cupboard corpses but also
0: Ethel's body court. under the parlor floorboards and two further bodies in the garden. The hunt for Christie began. And he was apprehended 10 days later on March 31st, 1953.
3: Oh, he was apprehended on the same day on ABC of the game show The Names the Same was on, where guests who have the same name as a famous person, a fictional character or things, are quizzed by celebrity panelists who try
4: to determine their name. That's, That's a sounds... real, like, they're really scraping the fucking
0: box. No <laughs> they <kidding. were>. They're <laughs> trying to figure so out bad. what to put on
3: TV. They had so many games.
0: So, yes, yeah, so he was apprehended finally. He made statements about four of the murders willingly, but had an explanation for all of them. He said with his wife, it had been a mercy killing. She'd been choking to death anyway when he strangled her. And the three sex workers had been aggressive and taken advantage of him, driving him to defend himself.
3: Come on. His
0: confessions were riddled with lies and evasions. When confronted with the evidence of the garden corpses, he admitted those murders too, and at one point also admitted to the murder of Beryl Evans, although he described it again as a mercy killing. He never did admit about the baby. So then he had a trial. Mm. He pleads not guilty by reason of insanity. Yeah. The prosecution said the fact that he hid the bodies proves that he's sane, that he knew it was wrong. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. The trial mm-hmm. lasted four days. The jury deliberated for 20 minutes, and Christie was charged as guilty and sentenced to death. He was hanged on July 15th, minutes. 1953. Yeah, oh. 20 was minutes. Was there a... Uh, that must
1: have been one on the- of the last hangings in, in Britain. You spoke about the last hanging. I I thought you did.
4: I thought you you did. Daniel, the last hanging. I thought you told us about that. No, I listened to. I think it was an episode, like maybe two episodes ago. You
1: spoke about the last.
0: That's what happens when you.
1: We do so much
4: when you
0: smoke before you record too. Um, I know
1: the last hanging was like it was a guy who was like determined, (laughs) like unfit for trial or something. August thirteenth,
3: nineteen sixty four was the last hanging in the UK. Well I got one more last thing. All right, sorry.
0: So then um after he after that Timothy Evans guilt was brought into question and investigated again. Yeah. And in nineteen sixty five he received a posthumous pardon.
4: Oh. That's so, the que- that was the question I was gonna yeah, ask. They yeah, they did go back. I mean it's a it's a nice it, it, it's a nice sort of thing to do but really it doesn't do much he's still dead really he's still dead oh, it's, yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Still it's, killed like,
1: it's like alan alan Turing like who cracked the enigma codes was like chemically castrated for being gay and yeah. like killed himself but then mm-hmm. the Queen a few years ago posthumously pardons him and stuff and apologizes. He's not fucking good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's
4: like when it, when Obama apologized to the Japanese for Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, a yeah, right. sorry can't take back yeah. of course two not. nuclear bombs. Like that. But I do think it's an important yeah. gesture. It did mean a lot it to does, them, I think. That I did, think it but, means but, a lot. Yeah. That's like,
0: because if you think about like the insurrection, for example. The thing that's wrong right now is that our government has oh, not you mean come when out we, do you and you mean, publicly condemned You the, mean when the patriots
3: happened. took took back our country? Oh, my God. It was just a tour. It was just a tour. No. It was just a simple tour. They just,
4: they just want to, they
3: just what want I'm to saying. take a shit
4: on some people's desks. I know what you're saying. Okay. I get it.
3: I know you pretty well.
0: All right. What's next?
3: All right. We're going to jump through December 13th, and we got another birthday. Amy. <laughs> Amy hates birthdays. Saturdays. Amy hates birthdays. <laughs> there you go. Saturday, December 13th, Sylvester Ritter was born, American professional wrestler and college football player best known for his work yeah. in Mid-South Wrestling and the World Wrestling Federation
0: birthday. Yeah, no as the kidding.
3: Junkyard Dog. <laughs>
0: What did I do to deserve a this?
3: Nickname he received while working in a wrecking yard. He
4: was inducted in the WWE
0: I Hall of Fame
3: that name. class of two thousand four. The JYD, the junkyard dog. He was I
4: recognize that name for some reason, the junkyard dog. He was the first black
3: wrestler to be made the undisputed top star of the promotion. Like he was in eighties, he wore white white tights with the word thump on his butt, and he was the dog like this. And I have a little connection to him. I happen to work with a guy right now, Jesse. He's a security guard, or he's the head of our security. Uh, he went to high school with Sylvester Ritter. Uh, went to school with him. All right, this so. is How about that? Yes. Wow. And that's why that's, that's really my curious. favorite thing about him. Like, you went to school with a junkyard dog, JYD, dog. <laughs> so, yeah, he's from around this area. Um, anyway, JYD was the best. I Move on. Him. He he used to headbutt people. You couldn't headbutt JYD. wouldn't hurt him. Okay. All right, and then Saturday, December 20th, 1952, a U.S. Air Force C-124- cargo and troop transport plane lurches to the side shortly after takeoff from Larson Air Force Base and Moses Lake. The left wing tip hits the ground and the plane explodes in fire. A total of 87 passengers and crew die. It is, at the, at the time, the highest death toll in aviation history. Yeah,
0: that's a downer.
3: Yeah, most of the passengers were Air Force personnel from Korea or Northwest bases catching a ride home for Christmas in a program called Operation Sleigh Ride. So,
4: Fuck's sake. Yeah, it's very... Is what they just wanted to go and get their fucking turkey, and uh, mm. they get fucking blown up. The, cra- the
3: crazy thing is, uh, there were 121 passengers uh, on board, so some of them escaped and lived, uh, and only 87 died. So
0: well, I
4: can't good, imagine. Good, good for them. Yeah. Can we'll you imagine cannibalism cannibalism for them
0: surviving that and so. having that? Oh, just the trauma. You would you have nightmares have, every PTSD, night about that.
3: Yeah. Um, and the then survivor's guilt. Yeah, survivor's oh, guilt. I'm yeah. sure yeah. is there. And then we're gonna, I'm gonna end December before we jump into some, just dates, some 1952 ending things in the all across the world. Did uh, the, the Detroit Lions beat the Cleveland Browns 17 to seven in the NFL Championship game? And Amy, you don't know anything about this or probably care, but it, it's very significant now because these two teams have sucked and been super shitty oh. forever, like. So to, to hear that the Lions and the Browns are in a championship game is laughable to anybody today. Anybody would just laugh at that yeah. thought. Cause the Lions, and they're both the two teams closest to where I grew up. Like everybody's a Browns or Lions fan, and everybody's team is shitty as hell. Yeah. So this is funny in well, the back don't you find it,
4: I mean, I mean it's, it's like the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's fucking funny. As, I mean, they won the fucking Super Bowl. That's, yeah. that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah that's that's funny what but what's even funnier is i was watching amy's face at the exact moment that you mentioned (laughs) detroit Detroit lions yeah and it's just brilliant to just see the fucking rage built up just being like you know (laughs) that that drug that you were talking about the alters time amy i I think you could have done with like a sweet (laughs) dose of that right right there. well the browns
3: Lions were good then okay i won't even get into the fact that uh, the Browns were led by head coach Paul no, Brown we don't and have quarterback to get into Otto that. Graham. I will not even mention. No. Of that. And the Lions head were led by quarterback Bobby Lane. I won't even talk about running back Doak Walker and head coach Buddy Parker. I won't mention any of those guys.
0: <laughs> Good.
3: So here's a couple more things in 1952 before we turn it over to our Scottish brethren here. Can we
0: take a uh, break, real quick? Yeah. So, the restroom break.
3: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I got to put in that. I got to put in our support. Our. Uh, I got to put in uh an ad from our sponsor. Yeah, and, I heard that you guys yeah. had an ad. And, oh, yeah. and I listened to your... Yeah. Oh, cool. We've got one. We've got one. <laughs> found them on Podcorn. Finally got to take her on Podcorn. Uh, the Eve, Eve S. Evans, that book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got to put her on there. All right, okay. let me... So you go to the bathroom. Okay. we'll hear
4: yeah, it. I'm going to go Eve in peace, Eve S. Evans Eve S. Evans' book.
6: Paranormal horror author Eve S. Evans introduces a brand new spine chilling release. Supernatural 911 calls available on Amazon today. First responders with any real time on the job believe in ghosts. They've experienced events they can't otherwise explain. Same with other professions that deal with injuries, accidents, or death. Police officers, firemen, 911 operators. They've seen the worst that people can do to one another. And they've all had brushes with the unexplained. Don't believe in ghosts? This book might change your mind and steal any hope of sleep. These stories are unexplainable, true accounts from first responders, police officers, firemen, and 911 operators, told from the perspective of everyday people. Every single tale between these covers is 100% true. Think you can explain them? We dare you to try.
4: I have to get, like, when I'm in the States, I always get a, a massive uh, tray of pecan sandies because I. I heavily fuck with
5: those.
4: Pecan <laughs> Sandys and Golden Oreos, those things. Uh, are golden Oreos amazing. are good. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Beauty. we're back.
3: Thank you for listening to that ad and buy 100 copies of Eve S. Evans's book
4: and I've got a buy copy here right now and it's it's um it's lovely. It's, Do you it's, love it? got a lovely Daniel? smell. Yeah. It's got
3: a lovely smell. Thank you guys for purchasing that uh, and supporting our sponsor. Uh, now, a couple things that happened in 1952 that aren't necessarily in December, but things that I forgot and that these Scottish fellas are going to share happen in Europe. Uh, so let me get mine in first. Uh, from Weird Universe Net, a wife's brother was really her husband. In December 1952, a Wisconsin farmer, Walter Brandt, testified that six years into his marriage... He learned that the man living with him and his wife was not his wife's brother, as he had been told, but rather her undivo- undivorced husband. <laughs> the truth had finally been revealed to him by his wife's sister. The judge granted Brant an annulment.
0: Well, I'd hope so.
4: Yeah. Wait, where was that? Yeah. In Wisconsin.
0: Isn't Wisconsin. Isn't, big of, isn't
4: isn't isn't bigamy illegal in the states? Mm-hmm. Yeah yep yeah so it was not allowed what's, well I've I've, I've, the, I've I've watched a few documentaries like on, on mormonism yeah them they're crazy how them, and how the mormons like yeah yeah I think it's um, if it's your religion were, you
3: can do it, isn't that right why they can do it
0: I don't think Something. mormons mormons don't do that that there's fundamentalist offshoots do, think, that yeah. do and but they're like cults, I think.
3: Sister wives, like maybe it's not legal in the U.S. It's, fu- I
4: it's fucking like I I find it exhausting, um, We've- being with <laughs> being with one fucking person. Never mind fucking six <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, cool. right. Like it, it's me, it's also why Daniel I find the concept of
1: what our cult would be, <laughs> anyway, before um, yes, and, we have- what we would do if we had a cult is it would be a gay sex cult but we would use it to convert right wingers to left wing ideologies oh nice of sex. I we love were... that
5: <laughs>
4: yeah cause we were, we were we were going through like all of the MPs that represent the conservative party in the UK yeah, and we were saying right so you fuck them you fuck them you fuck them convert yeah. them all
1: to socialism
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, okay. Also, 1952, the first Les Paul guitar
4: was oh,
1: on sale. Yes.
3: And oh. so
4: I've Wait, never. Is
5: this,
3: the, is this yeah. the
4: Gibson Les Paul, or is the this the guitar that's the, been made by by the, guitarist the Les Paul? The
3: Gibson Les Paul was first sold and purchased nice. in 1952. Beautiful. And, and so I didn't know. I, you know, I've heard of a Les Paul. I know that's a great guitar. I don't know a lot about music, as you guys. I mean, Nathaniel, I'm sure. Just you playing it, you probably know a lot. But I didn't know who Les Paul was, so I kind of did a little research on him and d- realized that his name was uh, Lester William Polsfuss. But it, he never really changed his name. But before he took the stage name Les Paul, he performed as Red Hot Red and Rhubarb Red. And he was a country performer. And he basically invented the electric guitar. Like he, he Oh, he, really? He, mm. what, he used a, a two-foot piece of rail from a nearby train line. Uh, and really? he, yeah, uh, originally he wanted to make his acoustic guitar heard by more people. So he wired a phonograph needle to his guitar and then connected it to a radio speaker the first time. And then he took this, holy fuck. this two foot Les... piece of rail from a train line and then made a bigger one for like, uh, what do you hmm. call it?
4: Sustain or whatever. Yeah. Like Les Paul's fucking great. But what I, what I like more about that is, is his wife, Mary Ford. Yes. So, so you she know was, him. Um, he and
3: his wife would play together, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah.
4: But the but the thing was like, obviously throughout history, there's been this thing about women can't do what men can do. But she sure. could. He was a really incredible guitar player, and mm-hmm. she could keep up with him.
3: I, I like, watched a the YouTube they, video. There's a YouTube video you can watch, and she's
4: kicking ass. Yeah. Mary Ford's a fucking incredible guitar player. So is she um, known?
3: Is she known like in guitar? Worlds, oh yeah, really well. Oh yeah, like
4: they are them. they are gods. Okay, Les gotcha. Paul and okay. Mary Ford are like fucking royalty. Um. <laughs> that's
5: awesome. Yeah,
3: that's awesome. Okay, I'm gonna try to go quick with mine so you guys can get a jump to yours. Um, in 1952, there was a contest to decide who would grace the front of the box of sugar frosted flakes. A competition was held between mm. Tony the Tiger, Katie the Kangaroo, and Elmo the Elephant, and Newt the New. Uh, oh. The competition was to see who would be the most popular. That last with the one American is public. awful. Newt the new, yes. A wildebeest. Newt, Newt. Uh, well, <laughs> Newt. Tony the Tiger one has been the mascot for Kellogg's Frost Flakes ever since. They're great. Yes, yeah. they're great. But originally he he had a he had more of a, a football shaped head and he walked on all fours, uh, and he wasn't as big and built like he is now. Uh, until no. and they used to be sugar flakes. And they had to change them. When yeah, they took everybody, everybody took realized sugar, sugar out. makes you fat, so they made him like lean, and they took the word sugar out. And
4: yeah, Wait, so they're called frosted flakes over. Yeah, like, yeah. frosted like. flakes now. Yeah. So they're called yeah, they're yeah, frosties they're over frosties here. Frosties.
3: Yeah. frosties. And do you have they're Tony the Tiger? Do you have Tony the Tiger there? Yeah, or not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, oh. yeah good, Tony.
4: They're basically corn flakes, but they have flavor. Yeah. yeah. So thorough corn flakes are I horrible. Mm-hmm.
3: A lot of people don't know Thurl Ravenscroft is is best known for supplying the voice of Tony. Thurl was the guy who sang "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch." Oh, I love his in voice in the original uh, "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." A lot of people thought that was Boris Karloff, but it wasn't. It was Thurl Boris Ravenscroft. Karloff,
0: Boris Karloff. Here's a question: is, for... is got something to do with that movie?
3: Well, he's the narrator of that movie. That's right. So they, everybody thinks he's singing, singing it. it. I got But it. He's not. It's Thurl Ravenscroft, y'all. Thurl Ravenscroft, Tony
4: the Tiger, and
3: the Grinch, mean
4: Mister. Oh, quick question for you guys: What's your guys's cereal of choice? I would mm. say Cinnamon Toast Crunch all I, day.
0: I kind of like the Lucky Charms. Uh, the wooden oh, pieces make oh, it Lucky, Lucky Charms.
1: Charms. I think Lucky Lucky that's Charms. the only American cereal that's made its way over here. Is Do you like really? it or no? Yeah. It
4: love, fun. I love Lucky Crunch. See, uh, Lu- yeah, yeah. Lucky Not Charms. Time, you guys I don't like, have Cinnamon Toast I like Crunch. Lucky i love cinnamon toast crunch we what are they called like, what are they fucking called over here but you get we get them in our shop called aldi do you guys have, Aldi's? Uh, we yeah, have aldi yeah we have aldi yeah, yeah. So, so we buy like own bra a uh, buy like own ban own brand ones but uh, american cereals fucking great like apple jacks
0: yeah apple Jacks, yeah.
4: captain crunch do you guys have a a, a cereal called crave no. Yeah, we do with a K. K R A V E. Right. Oh yeah. K R A V E. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're like filled m- with amazing, chocolate, like yeah. malt pillows, and they've got like yeah. chocolate hazel and that stuff, and it tastes like Nutella. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my favorite cereal. Crave is is like peak cereal in the UK. We don't have because the chemicals that you guys have, we 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 couldn't even spell. Yeah, <laughs> i can we. but we put them in everything. Yeah. yeah. But that
3: said, that's all I got for 1952. So now it's time for Nathaniel and Daniel from the Who the Fuck Is podcast to take over and tell us some things from 1952
4: that happened right, who's, who, overseas. Who's who's going first?
1: John, John, me, you go first because yours is a bit more dramatic.
4: Yeah, you you go first. That yeah
1: yeah yeah that works that works. I'm easy. All I, right, easy. so. <laughs> cue the theme song, because this is a birthday. It's a birthday! Oh, right! Amy Amy hates hates birthday Amy hates birthday
5: There you
4: go. Is that three? I think this is three, yeah. If there's anybody still listening. What's the the most you've ever had in one episode?
3: (laughs) You know what I should have? I should have Nathaniel record a Scottish version of that theme song for this birthday <laughs> <laughs> I can do that I can do that we can
1: get- Well now Amy hates birthdays She couldn't give a fuck About when some specky ball back shot out their mother's cunts but we're still gonna tell her We're gonna tell her straight up about all those pleasant birthdays that Amy fucking hates. May 14th, 1952, in Dumbarton, was David Byrne, lead singer Ooh. of Talking
3: Heads. Oh. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. I've Same met as him. It ever was. Where was he born?
1: You met Dumbarton. him. Dumbarton. Dumbarton.
3: I've met him once.
1: In near Glasgow. Oh, fucking love david Byrne.
3: yeah i didn't know he was scottish
1: when did you meet him
3: well he performed at our uh at our at my theater one time and i he was coming off stage and i was leaving for the day and i like basically bumped into him he was like hello <laughs> and he was all covered in sweat and he was just in the middle of a performance
1: and i was like oh hey hey david Byrne!" <laughs> and then he had to go back on stage it was pretty cool it's understandable that you're surprised that he's scottish because he did move to canada and then the u.s as a child oh, oh. So most of his life there, but is is a scottish american um he was kicked out of school of the school choir because his voice was too yelpy so he, he shoved <laughs> He obviously co founded Talking Heads in the mid 1970s, their debut album, Talking Heads 77, in, of course, 1977. Future release ex- releases experimented with pop and African rhythms. Their final album was in 1988, uh, entitled Naked. He collaborated with Brian Eno frequently. Oh,
5: uh yeah.
1: He wrote and directed the film *True Stories*. He won an Academy Award for *The Last Emperor* in 1987. The score for that film. Whoa! Established I didn't know that. Luaka Bop Records in 1988, just a year after, in order to introduce U.S. audiences to world music. Huh. Um, collaborated with St. Vincent on her album *Love This Giant* in 2012 produced and exhibited uh, lots of just visual art uh, and published books, including Bicycle Diaries, and uh, How Music Works, which was kind of like a biography of Talking Heads, but also going into the theory of music. Um, he partnered again with Brian Eno to make the album American Utopia in 2018, which was adapted by Spike Lee for film oh. uh, on HBO uh, and also Broadway. Huh. Um in 2018, he toured... Two years after Trump was elected, he toured with a PowerPoint presentation titled Reasons to be Cheerful. Aww. Um <laughs> In which he would just take people through a couple of th- good things that had happened in the world just to cheer them up.
3: Just with. to get over it. yeah.
5: Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Uh, he has self-described mild Asperger's and has championed autistic causes a great result in public understanding and awareness uh and finally yeah, I could his see dad when he was a teenager modified a, a four track uh recording system for him to use so his dad was very supportive of his aspirations
0: and goals Oh, that's there's, awesome.
1: There's the life of David. Lovely.
0: I mean, his
3: his live show is wild. Wild. Really? I mean, you know, I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's out there.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, and, yeah, I mean, he looked out to, lo- I thought, he's on another planet, whatever he's on. <laughs> but he might not even be on anything. Like you said, he's got, you know, he's a different type of cat. But his show was wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Really. the audience just loved it. I mean, everybody, you know, it's mm-hmm. a theater. It's a theater with fixed seats but everybody just stood up and was just mm-hmm.
4: having a blast and yeah. Yeah. his fans i, are I didn't rabid. discover i didn't discover uh talking heads until i got to call pretty much until i started taking drugs i didn't know yeah <laughs> that's why you, yeah, you kind of need them and then when like there's a couple of good clubs in dundee that sort of played older uh music mm-hmm. like there was a there was a, a club called uh, reading rooms Mm-hmm. In Dundee, in, mm-hmm. and every month they would have a night called Locarno where they would play like fifties, sixties, and seventies music. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so I remember, uh, like uh, oh, fuck, average white band. Uh, yeah, yeah. So average white band yeah. Is, yeah. is is a band is a band from Dundee. So uh, yeah. uh, play oh fuck, I've forgotten the name their most famous tune, but I think they were on Soul Train. Um, huh. I think they were like the I think they were like the first white band that that ever went on Soul Train. Oh really? If I, huh. if I remember correctly. Yeah,
0: I think they were um, a disco band, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They,
4: they were like they were fun, like funk. Yeah, funk. Uh, right, jazz, funk sort of thing, cause like all the the saxophone and stuff and all that and all that jazz. Well, not jazz, it's funk. Mm. Uh, mm. But but Talking Heads would... Uh, I remember uh, dancing to Once in a Lifetime in the club and it uh, and completely off my face and it's 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 one of the it's most the joyous times and one of the most <laughs> joyous times in my life mm-hmm. because wow. it's and also i wish i knew the dance the reading routine rooms closed then.
1: down in, and and turned into a, to, into a chain they have a yeah. new venue in dundee called the kings i think
4: yeah they're basic Dundee's currently going through uh quite a lot of gentrification
5: basically mm. um,
4: yeah. Yeah. they're basically trying to uh Sort of rip the heart out of the city um and replace it with uh chain restaurants mm-hmm. ah. and, uh, because uh reading rooms had quite an accepted sort of drug culture about the place mm-hmm. um and the like the security guards sort of didn't really give a shit about uh, drug deals that were going on there like it, it, there was a lot of um mainly pills it was in mm-hmm. in, in reading rooms it was, a, it was a bit like a huge thing there um, and it was for, for quite a while it was the, the youth sort of place to go the reading rooms was the club for people that didn't want to go and dance to fucking um, like anything that was in the charts it was mm-hmm. a sort of where Dundee's sort of uh, the the people that were sort of outcasts mm-hmm. where they all went and it was a huge community it was mm-hmm. reading rooms like people knew like people knew each other only through reading rooms um hmm. like there's I, I still see people um out, out and about uh dundee that pretty well, much my only interactions it
1: up, like it yeah they had an out not long, They had an outdoor lockdown so
4: yeah right,
1: right um yeah. but i've uh, yeah i've not Sorry, been yeah no,
4: but yeah, we'll need to we'll need when you guys come to, to Scotland, we'll need yes. to we'll need to go and take in and show your reading rooms. <laughs> we'll re- re- it, rooms. It, it was a, it's a converted, I believe it was a juvenile detention center, and then it was a library. It was mm-hmm. a it's like library. A re- it's a really old building. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everything you guys um, got is really old. I think. It
5: was <laughs> <not up. laughs>
4: yeah. All right, now Daniel, yeah. what do you got for us? What have I got? So I have got um, I going a going sports person. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Alright. But it's a sports person that's probably more of an interesting sport than uh football. He was a racing driver. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna talk about the life and times of John Cobb. So John Cobb John Rhodes Yeah, John Rhodes Cobb was born on the second of December eighteen ninety nine in Escher in Surrey. Um And he was an English racing motorist. uh, uh, And uh, he was born very near uh, Brooklyn's motor racing circuit, which he frequented as a boy. He was the son of Florence and Rhodes Cobb, uh, a wealthy furs broker in the city of London. He received his formal education at Eton College. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, Eton,
1: Mm -hmm. Eton
4: is... Is that uh, fancy? I don't know if you know about Eton. No, we don't. Uh, don't. So Mm-mm. Eton has produced He's the really most fan prime fan ministers of any other oh, school. Oh,
3: like Harvard. Fancy.
4: Yes. So right. the current government, a lot of them have been to Eton, And like Eton is well known for having a thing called the Bullingdon Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was uh, where all the rich boys would meet up together and burn so money where in front
1: David of David Cameron. Yeah, fucked a pig.
4: David Cameron fucked a dead pig. Yeah, he uh, he also well, he put his penis inside a inside the mouth of a dead pig. Wait a minute, they wait used a minute. To like... uh, just <laughs>
0: well... uh, what? Why are you referring <laughs> to? Are you talking about David uh, Cameron, and...
1: the old Prime Minister of David UK. Cameron? Yeah. Uh, there was a, there was a big scandal, where uh, someone who had a grudge against him uh-huh. at least in their autobiography that he had during his college days put his dick inside the mouth of a dead pig. Oh
0: during, my like, god! A, like, you're like, kidding. An
1: initiation
4: ceremony to the Bullingdon Club. Uh, mm. That's um, and probably the true. Club, they also like. Yeah, I believe it. But they 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 did like other things like they burned money in front of poor people
0: oh That's, jesus sort of yeah they're
4: jesus they're Christ. they're a complete fucking degenerate yeah
0: yeah,
4: yeah. So, so big rich fucks yeah. yeah anyway so um i hope he wasn't like that yeah so he received his formula um education at eton college and trinity hall cambridge Before joining his father's firm and pursuing a successful career as the managing director of a number of companies in the trade, the personal financial resources from which he used a passion for large capacity motor high racing. Mm -hmm. And in 1924, he acquired a Royal Aero Club aviator certificate, qualifying uh, as a pilot on a Sopwith grasshopper. So it's a Brit- That's a British two-seat like biplane. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Eh. And then he, uh, so we'll move on to his racing and speeds records career. So he won his first race in a nineteen eleven nineteen liter Fiat in nineteen twenty five at Brooklands, that race circuit. That yeah. Um and and in nineteen twenty eight he privately purchased a ten and a half liter Delage which was imported (laughs) to England from the factory in Paris, which he raced at Brooklands from 1929 to 1933, breaking the flying star outer lap record three times in these years and being clocked at a top speed of 138.88 miles per hour. Wow. On the 2nd of July, Thank you for converting that to miles. Yes,
3: I appreciate that. (laughs) We understand.
4: Yeah. 1932 yeah, yeah. um and in 1932 he also won the british empire trophy at brooklyn's uh so that's a, a a motor race in the uh, in the united kingdom and it uh, is hosted at five different circuits and awarded for 10 separate racing categories um, in 1933, he commissioned the design and construction of the 24-liter Napier Ration from Thomson and Taylor, which he broke a number of track speed records, huh. including setting the ultimate lap record at Brooklyn's racetrack, which was never surpassed, driving at a speed of 143.44 miles per hour. Wow, that's um, fast. Achieved on that's the 7th famous. of October 1935. Wow. having earlier overtaken the 1931 record set by Sir Tim Henry Tim Birkin driving Bentley Blower number one and regaining it from his old friend Oliver Bertram Oliver in Bertram 19... y'all. Oliver Bertram <laughs> uh, I don't know very much about Oliver <laughs> Bertram he's another racing driver Yeah. Uh, in 1934 <laughs> um, RAC Tourist Trophy race at the Ard Circuit near Belfast uh, L- what fucking words? Why do like places in Britain always have such really fucking strange names and I can never pronounce them correctly <laughs> when I'm drunk? <laughs>
1: like, whatever that is.
4: Of God, an honourable Brian Lewis competed in the class for larger sports cars against Eddie Hall, who is currently... It's not the Eddie Hall I'm thinking of. The Eddie Hall I'm thinking of was the strongest man in the world in 2017. <laughs> which be which would be quite which would be quite impressive if he was still going. Yeah. Considering mm. he did that in 1934, um, mm. and then uh, uh, and not uh, I've lost my train of thought. Uh, not only did he do all that, but John Cobb then uh, served uh, as a pilot in the Air Force mm-hmm. in World War II between 1943 and 1945, being demobbed with the rank of Group Captain. Ah. And then I think that's fairly high. Um, it's a se- it's a senior commissioned rank in many air forces, so it's senior. So we'll go for that high. Um, and then after that, that was when he got into his uh, record speed career. But before that, we'll talk about how he married Elizabeth Mitchell Smith in nineteen forty seven. But she unfortunately died from Bright's disease just 14 months later. Oh, that's tragic. And in 1950, he married Margaret Glass, um, who lived from 1917 until 2007. And they resided um, at a place called Grove House in Esher, which was an 18th century mansion, which was demolished in the late 20th century for a building development. So no doubt they would have made these sort of like... Flat pack houses that all look the fucking same when they've demolished this lovely, yeah. beautiful building. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, Cobb returned to Bonneville Salt Flats um, uh, in 1947, having uh, before broken the land speed record there in 1938 at, by achieving 350 miles per hour.
0: Wow.
4: And he broke it a second time in nineteen thirty nine, achieving three hundred and sixty-nine miles per hour. Can you imagine driving yeah, that fast? Really?
0: That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. In
4: in nineteen thirty nine as well. Wow. Yeah. So he returned there again in nineteen forty seven, where finance. on the sixteenth of September he beat his own standing record by reaching three hundred and ninety-four.
0: That's too fast. Yeah. That's
4: ridiculous. That's and, too and fucking and, fast. And, and, <laughs> And then, since then, he was known as the
1: fastest man alive. Wow. I guess is that so. breaking uh, a sound barrier or something?
5: Oh, my
3: God. Fast? It would hurt. Well, like,
0: your I think your sure. eardrums would
5: pop.
3: you not
1: meant to move that
3: fast.
4: No, no, that's, uh-huh. that, that is uh-huh. not meant to happen. I can't even imagine the amount of G-forces that he would have been experiencing yeah. there. That's Whew. ridiculous. Um, so after the 1947 achievement, he turned his mind to becoming um, the fastest man on water. Oh, And when after uh, that world speed, water world speed record, he commissioned from Vosper's the jet engine powered speedboat, which was named Crusader. Mm. And he selected the long water loch of Loch Ness in Scotland for the speed trial. And this is how we reach uh, 1952. So Uh on the 29th of September 1952, while he was attempting to break the world water speed record, um, the boat hit an unexplained wake in the water oh. and completely disin- disintegrated. Whoa! And it was messy. His body, yeah, <laughs> very well, he might have hit one <laughs> of Nessie's
1: on Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
4: Fuck's sake, I'm just sitting here trying to eat my fucking dinner, and you're trying to act the cunt by do, doing some fucking water speed record. <laughs> <laughs> Take some of that, you dick. Yeah, really? <laughs> moving on to that more was Nessie's stuff. voice, His...
3: everyone. <laughs>
4: yeah. she sounds very similar very to similar Queen Elizabeth to the queen. II. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So during the run, the boat hit an unexplained <laughs> wake in the water and disintegrated, disintegrated. completely. Just- wow. So his body had been thrown fifty yards beyond the wreckage. Wow. And was recovered from the lock and subsequently conveyed back to his home county of Surrey where it was buried in the graveyard of Christchurch Escher. A, a memorial pieces. was subsequently erected on Loch Ness shore to his memory by the townsfolk of Glen Urquhart. Oh. In 2002, the remains of the jet engine spo- a speedboat crusader were located on the bed of Loch Ness at a depth of 200 meters, wow. which mm. is 656 feet. Oh, okay. And that makes more the sense. At site, it was... Uh, the site was designated a scheduled monument in 2005, and the wreck was filmed by a research team from National Geographic in 2019. So, yeah, it's it's still there. Wow! Wow! It's still, the boat is you. still at it's still at the boat at the bottom of Loch Ness, and wow. that is nice the birth, life, and death of John Rhodes Cobb. John Rhodes Very Cobb, good. let's
3: pour one out for him yeah that's
4: crazy that boat disintegrated. all which is actually a it. kind of a kind of bread as well it's a I kind col- of salad it's here a salad here
5: yeah
3: and there's yeah. a county it's in called, Georgia well, called Cobb cold. county Georgia where the big boss man's from uh rest <laughs> the bi- who's the who, who's the big boss man the big boss man was big Bubba rogers uh he went by big boss man in the w w e he' was a prison guard from Cobb County, Georgia. Right, okay. Yeah. So anyway, All you'll right. look that up and enjoy that. Watch WrestleMania three and four, and you'll
5: get it. Anyway, it is time to get it's out of here. Go. Thank Barry. you guys
3: for being here. Please check out <laughs> the <laughs> Who the Fuck is podcast. You, yes, Nathaniel and Daniel. Thank you so much for Wait, doing I, your can research. I, can I ask one question? You can ask we any question, please. Sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
4: He's Mister Hun, <laughs> Hunsaker. Yes. Um, I want to ask uh, Amy. Where does that get out of here? Chuck get Chuck Berry thing come from?
0: Oh, it's the first episode? Was it the yeah, first episode? Yeah, first episode, I think. It is, um, so, um, Chuck Berry, you know who he is? He's, uh, rock Funny and roll, yeah. yeah, and he had a, a house in St. Charles, Missouri, where I'm, f- near where I'm from, um, and you could tour it, and they found out that he had video cameras in the women's bathroom in his, oh, God. in his, um in his house that people could yeah, tour. Yeah, it was
3: 1990, oh, no. 1990 they they And he was got, old by yeah, this time. He got convicted or uh, something because that's why we were, talked about it in our they, first episode was 1990.
0: And so I talked about how my friend Ryan and I would always um joke anytime somebody would walk in on you on the bathroom, you would you would say, "Get out of here, Chuck Berry."
3: <laughs> because <laughs> Cuz he had video cameras in, in a the bathroom, bathroom yeah, like you,
0: you, you're
1: basically Christ. calling him a pervert. Oh, 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 oh. Chuck Berry is relevant to our last episode of the podcast in which he got sent off to space in the Voyager Records... So Ooh. if aliens and find Chuck Berry and then do a little like Google search and yeah. they find out he's like a sexual deviant, they're gonna be yeah. like, "Oh, this is who the humans champion." That's yeah.
4: right. Okay. Well, the thing about <laughs> we're gonna we're yeah. gonna fucking invade them. Yeah. It
3: it happened at a time <laughs> when people didn't really pay attention to that, and the news wasn't like it is now, where everybody hears about it. Like there was no Twitter or anything like that. So right. I never knew that. I just know Chuck Berry has been the greatest rock and roller of all time, or what inventing rock and roll kind of. So she told me about that because it was like a local story where she's from. So, but since I've met her and her friend Ryan, they always say, "Get out of your Chuck Berry." And anytime there's a a bathroom situation, they've always said that. It's always been
4: a thing. <laughs> that's whole, that's and that's it was, that's it was funny to we actually
3: hear that. why that was a right. thing. And then yeah. so we just said we said that at the end of the episode, the first
4: episode, we decided just well that's our. That's our outro. Get
0: out of here, Chuck Berry. But, yeah.
4: but when you were but when you were Grover, Grover Cleveland Steamer. When I was
3: Grover Cleveland Steamer, that she made me not be.
0: Yes. All right. we, we got to right. say goodbye. And
3: yeah, i got to say, get out of here, Chuck And you guys can say, get out of here, Chuck Berry. And you know why you're saying it. Get out, out of here, Chuck, Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to take a shit. My baby's <laughs>
5: coming after <laughs> me.
3: Cool. Bye-bye. My Thanks, guys. That was fun.
2: She caught me hanging round with the sweetest guy in town So my baby's coming after me Her big brother owns a machete Yes, her big brother owns a machete He uses it on the weeds, but now he's gunning for my knees Yes, her big brother owns a machete So it's time to get the fuck out of town yeah. Time to get the fuck out of town I'll take the next bus To Pluto if I must Cause it's time to get the fuck out of town I'm living with the Inuits Yes, I'm living with the Inuits But no matter how far I get That woman will see me dead So it's time to leave the Inuit. Now I live my life on the run Now I live my life on the run I'll die somewhere in a ditch because a vendetta-wielding bitch Won't rest until the job is done Well, somehow I'm back with my baby Somehow I'm back with my baby oh, no, no. But I've been noticing every night She's been sharpening that kitchen knife. So I don't know how much longer I will be with my baby Oh, no, I, I, no, I don't know how much longer I will be with my baby No, I don't know how much longer I will be with my baby No, I don't know how much longer I'll be